Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. And Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. Present Round Guy Radio Southeast Iowa Today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and your host. On this episode, I am at the Adler Theater in Davenport, Iowa. The date is March 13, 2023. This is the President Donald J. Trump's Remarks event, and this is a pre-event panel you will be hearing. It's hosted by Iowa House Rep Bobby Kaufman. On the panel, there is House of Representatives Rep from the state of Iowa, Brooke Bowden, Scott County Sheriff Tim Lane, businessman Matt Giese, and Cedar County Supervisor Mike Vixler. Scott County Sheriff. We have Mr. Matt Giese, local manufacturer. And we have Cedar County Supervisor and local farmer, Mike Bixler. Before we get started on the panel, I've got a couple of remarks I'd like to make. A few housekeeping items. First and foremost, I have a question for all of you, the audience. You ready for it? Are you ready for a kick-ass event tonight? Okay, 
Okay, so now we're going to start with our panel. So up here you've got four local experts in their respective fields, and we're going to have a Q&A roundtable with them so they can tell you about all the things they're seeing in their respective industries. First up, we have Representative Brooke Bowden. I have the pleasure of serving with Brooke in the Iowa House, and she is a very fast-rising star in the Iowa House GOP. She's been leading the Government Oversight Committee. So Brooke, could you start off and tell us what has the Oversight Committee been doing and, and tell, talk to us about some of the issues that we've been dealing with with education. Absolutely. So uh, as the Government Oversight Chair this year, uh, we had a lot of parents come to us for the last two years when I was in session and just really talk to us about some very sexually explicit books that have very graphic content in them. It was disturbing. It was something that as legislators, we just kept thinking, there's just no way that our school systems want this in their buildings. But the more that we discussed it, the more we realized that that's just not the case. So um, we sat down and uh, we decided that it was time for us, once these parents had gone through their entire process, they climbed the ladder, they've gone to all the appeals, they hired their own attorneys, and they just weren't at the local level accomplishing what they needed to to figure out why in one school we're removing books and in another school we're keeping the books. Um, we thought it was time for governors to sit down and really take a look at that, look at that review process. And what we learned from that was really it was a um, kind of a, just a individual objective on however they viewed the book and they would either decide to remove it or not. What we decided to do is, after listening to both the administrators and listening to uh, and how the book review works, and listening to the parents on why they asked for the review, was we decided that Iowa has an obscenity code, and that we're going to take a fine tooth comb with that obscenity code and say, you know what, we're going to apply this to age appropriateness. This is not age appropriate. movement to do that and um, quite possibly here in a little bit when they return I would be able to introduce you to that group because the best legislation comes when the people get together and it's for the people by the people they come together with the legislators and they get the work done you know interestingly enough uh, we had Iowa this year did a heavy lift with a lot of the help from these parents and President Trump said himself that this was a civil rights issue of our time, and Iowa accomplished it. We this year passed universal school of choice for all kids in our entire state. That, that doesn't happen on its own. Again, that takes the people, that takes your voice, that takes exactly what it works together. When legislators and the people work together, good things happen. Uh, not only that, did we remove explicit books and get school of choice? Uh, this last week, we passed off the House floor that we would no longer have gender identity, sexual orientation for K through six schools.
great teacher empowerment bill that gets behind the teachers, make sure that they're also empowered, you know, they're facing from their administration. And this is something that I think President Trump was also looking at is we've got to make sure we have transparency in our schools and our teachers are protected. They're at the front lines every day as well, and they have a say and a right as well in the classroom. We've got to stand behind them, and the administration needs to too. reform bill and what that does is it makes the bad actors now in the state of Iowa they no longer can hide behind um, when they're being investigated either a licensed or a non-licensed individual we what they were doing is we would investigate them they'd run off and go to another school and they get to teach your kids somewhere else in the middle of that investigation be dropped they no longer can do that we passed that off the house for this week
Some places are seeing recruitment levels down in the upper 90%. So years ago, when I tried to get into law enforcement, there was as many people trying to get into law enforcement as what I see in this room right here. Now, it's not unusual to see a handful of people show up. And that's a real big problem. It takes a long time to train somebody to be a peace officer. And when we're losing peace officers faster than we can train them, we know that the future is not bright. That is truly our number one problem. And I do not see that turning around for several years. The one thing that will not bring people to law enforcement is money. Money has never been the thing that drives us to this profession. What attracts us to this profession is the ability to be part of something that's bigger than ourselves and to serve the public. Unfortunately, there's a large part of this country, particularly in the large urban areas, where they do not feel that support, and that is where people are leaving law enforcement the fastest. That is where the numbers are down the most, and that is where the problems are the biggest. There's another problem that's facing us, and that's the open southern border. That border is wide open. People are coming across the border, and it's a problem in many ways. Number one is, we can't absorb that many people into our society. We can't absorb the problems along with the crime, the housing, everything that goes with it. But more than that, we see it right here in Scott County, we see it in every part of this country that is fentanyl. Fentanyl is manufactured, it's actually the precursors are developed in China. But it's sent to Mexico, and in Mexico what they do is they mix that drug with other drugs. It can be bought in a pure form in this country, and it's very, very deadly. What we're finding, even right here in Scott County, are, are deaths from fentanyl overdose where the people had no idea whatsoever that they were taking fentanyl. It is oftentimes hidden in a pill form of what looks to be a legitimate drug. And that legitimate drug is obviously not purchased at the pharmacy, it's, it's purchased on the street in the black market. That exists right here in Sky County, it exists everywhere in this country. Both of those are a big concern. Thank you, Sheriff. We have one more round of applause for Sheriff Dave.
know, then Vice President Biden would say, hey, they built that. Remember government building, but not true. But, uh, so so um, I think the biggest challenge is, you know, two years ago we had workforce shortages, and now we have really workforce shortages. You know, I, I don't know a lot of reasons. You know, when it was COVID, we paid people to stay home for too long, and then they just got complacent. And, uh, I mean, just like the sheriff says, you know, Nobody's knocking down the doors to, to work anymore. Um, so I think it's vital that we keep our best employees. And we do have a good, great slate of leaders. And, but if you lose, lose a leader now, it's really hard because uh, you can't just plug one in and hope they'll carry on. Um, lead times on equipment and materials. I mean, rooftop units, things we used to be able to get in a month, year out. I'm, how do you plan? Okay, I'm a hospital. Okay, I'll plan a year. It's pretty crazy, um, and, and plus then the, the price keeps going up every day. ten days. For a while there, you know, the, the suppliers could only hold it for maybe a couple days. I don't know how you bid that or uh, account for that. So that was uh, kind of the downturn too. There. I mean, we've been busy, fortunately, but I don't know how long it, until this bubble pops. I mean, people keep building, but at some point. You know, the, the money tree or whatever you want to call it is going to run out. And, um, I don't know, they keep printing it, but it doesn't really help us. You know, and then one other thing, uh, you know, he said, what was better? Well, you know, at least Trump could make it up Air Force One without falling. So, I mean, that was, at the very minimum, that was what um, I guess. Lastly, with the, uh, you know, whether it's construction or manufacturing, we, we do both. Um, you know, the steel prices at least have come down to be manageable, and that's not quite so volatile. But again, you need the bodies, and that, that's no, no doubt that's our hardest challenge. And, you know, people, people realize it, but they still want the work done. You can't say, oh, I don't have anybody. You know, I used to not mind doing the job every day, but. It's just, you know, you don't know, mm, is this guy going to show up? If not, then you got to juggle everything. I mean, it's, that's, if we could just like clone people. No, we don't want to do that. But, no, just the bodies. You just need people. And to pay him to sit home for that long, I think, really mm, didn't help, no doubt. So, Matt, is it safe for me to say that you agree with the crowd that your business is looking forward to having President Trump back in the White House? Absolutely. <laughs>
actually going to read mine so I can keep everything straight here. Um, I was lucky enough to meet with uh, the Vice President at a Trump rally. I expressed my concerns of holding China accountable on grain contracts. I told him when I sell my crop to the local co-op or to the river, I'm expected to deliver that amount and be on time. I also told him I no longer got excited when China bought U.S. grain, but I got excited when they took delivery of the U.S. grain. I told him the whole system was a joke. Vice President told me President Trump and President Jinping actually got along pretty good and was working on it. A short time later, I heard President Trump made a great trade deal and slapped a tariff on China. Yes, yes. He pushed back against the unfair trade practices to protect the American economic and national security interests. The historic Phase 1 agreement led to record pace of Chinese purchases, boosting agricultural commodity prices, and the tariff netted $28 billion, which he gave all of it back to the American farmer. Today, Joe Biden is not enforcing the trade agreement. Also, also, at the same time, he took on NAFTA and got rid of that and made the USMCA trade deal. Also made the United States-Japan trade deal and the new EU trade deal. President Trump did all that at one time, taking on basically the whole world. Yeah. President Trump was a leader in the new inheritance law where the legacy of a family farm could be passed down without being taxed to death. He was also instrumental in funding mile after mile of high-speed fiber optic cable to connect rural Americans to the internet with more than 1.2 billion in grants and loans available. Trump also worked hard at the energy independence. He filled up our reserves and kept gas and diesel prices in check. So Bobby, in a nutshell, he was cutting taxes for all Americans, fighting for better trade deals, expanding the use of ethanol, and connecting rural Americans to high-quality broadband internet. On August 10th, 2020. Remember that day? Hello. Will be a day which most of us won't forget. My family farm was wiped off the map due to 130 mile per hour winds. It took a matter of minutes to destroy what had taken 150 years to build. On August 18th, the president flew into Cedar Rapids with a sympathetic ear and promised Iowa mayors and leaders full support of the federal government. Joe Biden was nowhere to be found. Also, when the president left office, my investments were making 28% in the stock market. Anybody here making 28% today? If you are, let me know. 
So when I say it's a no-brainer, I'm talking about Joe Biden. <laughs> when I say let's make America great again, I'm talking about Donald J. Trump. was the pre-event panel at the President Donald J. Trump's Remarks event at the Adler Theater in Davenport, Iowa on March 13th, 2023, on this episode of Southeast Iowa Today, presented by Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident, and Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. I'm your host, John Bain. On behalf of Round Guy Radio, stay friendly, Southeast Iowa.